0: Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions.
1: Shalom, friends, and welcome to the Altered Story Show Message of Hope mini episode. My name is Michelle Saunders, Gutch Storytelling Host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith based nonprofit located in Overland Park, Kansas, that helps. Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Thanks for listening. We hope and pray our words will encourage each of you during this time of uncertainty due to the coronavirus pandemic. Today, you will hear words of God encouragement from Sandy Williams, Altered Stories Ministry Board VP, and Brenda Curls. Altered Stories Ministry Board Secretary. Let's hear from Sandy first.
2: Hi, y'all. This is Sandy, and I'm speaking to you today from Texas, where I have been tutoring my grandchildren during this crazy time in our nation's history. And I wanted to share just a few words with you today. I'm wearing my Choose Joy shirt today, and that will be my message. because. There are, there are times in our lives when we get to make these choices and sometimes they're not so easy. Sometimes it's really hard to choose joy. And so I will go back to the words of my mom and when I would, I would be upset or I'd be frustrated or I'd be hurt or I'd be afraid. And she would say, smile and be happy. And I'd say, mom, how can I smile and be happy when my feelings are hurt? And she'd say, smile and get happy. And I'd say, how do I act happy when I'm not feeling happy? how do I act brave when I'm really afraid? And she'd say, practice. And she would look at you with that mama eyebrow. Does anybody have a mom like that where she raised that eyebrow up and she'd say, and she looked straight into your soul and then she wouldn't quit until you said, yes, ma'am. And so today I would ask that we would practice. Let's practice kindness and practice charity and practice patience and practice loving your neighbor And practice loving yourself. And in Nehemiah 8, 10, the Lord says, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is is your strength. Our strength comes from the Lord. So today I say, choose joy. Brenda,
3: go for it. I'm a follower of Christ first, a wife, and a mother of one son. I work for a nonprofit organization that works with children in poverty around the globe. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. This is certainly an unprecedented time for all of us, and I mean everyone. This is impacting the whole globe, a global pandemic that none of us have experienced. But it's Good Friday, and as we look forward to the promise of what comes with Easter, it could be tough. But celebrating Easter during our pandemic will really mean we won't be able to worship together like we used to. Maybe family gatherings won't happen like they normally would. But you know what? God knows and is walking with us through this journey. God walked that path to the cross for each of us. Because of what he did, we have his promise to help guide us through this global challenge. This week, I've spent a little bit of time looking back in my journal to see what God would say to me. And I found so much encouragement on how he has taken me through challenges through the times of the past. And, you know, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he promises that he will go. If we go with him, he will give us rest. God carries our burdens when we can't. Let me finish with saying, quoting actually Psalms 13, 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I hope you can find peace as you trust in God's unfailing love In preparation for Easter.
1: Thank you, Brenda, so much. So, in closing, friends, here are my words of God hope. As most of you know, I'm passionate about helping Christian women share their God stories. I believe storytelling provides hope to others and creates connection, trust, and relatability, as well as unity. Storytelling is also one of the most powerful means that leaders have to influence, teach, or inspire. The Altered Stories Show currently has 29 different God stories shared that provide God hope to others who are going through difficult circumstances and are in need of hope and healing. These altered stories are transforming women's lives around the world. As Anne Voskamp shares in her Day 38 Lent of More God Instagram post, no matter your story, what's in store for you now is restoration. The Bible shares many, many stories of hope for us, probably between 600 to 800. One of my favorite Bible stories is the Easter Bible story. The story is summarized in the gospel and recorded in the New Testament books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus' crucifixion was part of God's plan from his birth as man's sin required a sacrifice. The resurrection of Jesus is the foundation of our Christian faith. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he confirmed that he was the Son of God. This provided all mankind with hope that our physical death isn't final. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13.
4: God bless you all. Hey guys, this is Jenna Erlinson from the Bridge of the Faithful podcast. This is a mini episode about where I get my hope. I learned that I'm not a huge fan of the ocean while in Hawaii two years ago. While I've traveled to many places in my life, I hadn't really spent much time at an ocean. My husband decided to surprise me by taking me there for our 10th anniversary. He couldn't wait to watch me experience my first time swimming in the beautiful blue waters. Never swimming in an ocean means I never had experienced waves nothing could have prepared me for the sight of a huge swelling wave cresting on the horizon coming toward me with no way to stop it and then when that first rush hit me i was completely overtaken and overwhelmed i did not know how to get out from under it until it had dissipated i realized this is melodramatic and i was seven weeks pregnant at the time so i'm sure that's part of it but the anxiety was so real I'm here to say that I survived the waves, and God has shown me a lot from that experience. One of the biggest things I've learned is that no wave goes wasted. I'm a nurse, and at the time of this recording, we are at the cresting stage of this COVID wave, at least in Ohio. I see things looming on the horizon, ready to crash. But as I think about these kinds of swelling situations, God brought me back to thinking of Him. You see, God controls the waves. There are two stories in the Bible that comes to my mind when I think of waves and rough waters. The first is in the Old Testament. God had just proven his power through the ten plagues and proven his favor by rescuing the Israelites and leading them toward his promised land. And then he led them straight to the Red Sea. Of course, Israel was terrified. They had a huge sea in front of them, blocking forward motion, and they had an Egyptian army behind them, chasing to overcome them and bring them back to slavery. They felt trapped and betrayed by God. So how did he respond in answer their crying out? He made some waves. Exodus 14.21 tells us that to make the famous path in the Red Sea, God sent a strong east wind. A scientific study I read did some experiments and found that it would indeed be possible if the winds were about 63 miles per hour. For reference, an average tornado is 40 to 100 miles per hour. So with some turbulence and a strong push from behind, God made some huge waves. Through that, he provided safe passage when there seemed to be no way. He provided rescue in abundantly miraculous ways. Through those same waves, he provided vengeance and annihilation of a past that was pursuing and threatened to overtake to drag them back to slavery. Sometimes the huge scary waves in our lives are the times when God exhibits his amazing power, provides rescues from our own areas of bondage, destroying its ability to take us over again. Other times, God calms the waves in our lives. Mark chapter four describes another tempestuous moment. It was nighttime on a boat, with some experienced fishermen. Even better, it was a boat that had Jesus. However, Jesus was tired and took a nap. In the middle of that nap, a storm rose up. It was so intense that those experienced fishermen were so scared they panicked and woke up Jesus asking if he even cared that they were at risk of drowning. I kind of feel like that right now, don't you? We're here riding out this scary, wavy tempest, but like those disciples, we have Jesus on our boat. What did he do when the disciples asked for his help? Verse 39 says, And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. The next thing he did was ask a question, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I'm learning to find that faith, and that is where my hope is established. I belong to a God who either makes waves to rescue me or calms the waves that threaten to destroy me. I am safe in his hands despite the storms that surround me. And with his still, calming, loving voice, he says to my turbulent heart, Peace be still, and still it becomes. Exodus 14, 13-14 Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still.
5: Hi, this is Meg from Letters from Home podcast. Boy, these are crazy times we are living in, momentous times and historic. I asked my family this week, what brings them hope? First, my husband, Mike.
6: So in a time like this, with a global pandemic, there is a real need for hope. I've met people that are feeling very helpless and people that are feeling kind of hopeless. And the idea of being hopeless is a horrible, empty feeling. And for me, it's really important to separate what hope is from what wishful thinking is. You know, people think, I hope I don't get the virus. Or if I do get the virus, I hope I don't get really sick and, and my family gets sick or hospital. But hope in the Bible is about something that you you have an assurance and even a confidence, a conviction about. So I think that the pandemic is a place that doesn't change someone's hope at all. It just makes it more clear. As a matter of fact, hope in the Bible, it's always in the context of having to wait for something in the future. And it's about the trials associated with the current present conditions. The idea of hope in the midst of a storm says... I have something bigger than this storm that I'm anchored to. It talks about having an anchor within the veil, the Bible does, the veil being that place of God's presence. And so hope is something that brings you through really tough times. In Romans, it talks about a process that goes from suffering, which produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope. And it says specifically, that hope does not make ashamed. So I think at times like this, hope is the best thing.
5: Next, Eden. She's 22 and is home from nursing school.
7: In this season, what I've learned about hope is that no matter what trial you're going through, you have to have some type of anchor that gets you through it. And in this season, that anchor got tested for me with kind of the storms of social distancing and trying to do class online when you're a senior and don't want to do anything (laughs) and you just want to go to work. But one thing that really encouraged this is looking at how temporary this is and how we have a sure hope in God coming to right all wrongs for the new Eden, new heaven and earth to be made. And specifically a quote by C.S. Lewis encouraged me. He shares about that god as the director when he walks on the stage and the play is over when you see the whole natural universe melting away like a dream and something else something never that's entered your head to conceive comes crashing in something so beautiful to some of us and so terrible to others that none of us will have any choice left now today is this moment is our chance to choose the right side God is holding back to give us that chance. It will not last forever. We must take it or leave it. If you think about life as a stage and when God comes on as the director at the end, that's the end of the play, that this world will be over and then the rest is a celebration after, it puts in perspective how the little mess ups, the little things that bug you or if you feel down or depressed that... There is something afterwards, and this is only temporary. And then you get that endurance to get through those trials. And that's how I find hope.
5: And third, Jordan, he's 16, and he just got back from his shift at the grocery store.
6: I I found a verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I was reading a different version of this where it says these three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. So there are two encouraging things that I find in this. The first encouraging thing is that the hope that we have right now in this hard time will last forever. And this is the same hope that we're gonna have when we come to even more difficult times. So if we can find hope now, then it will always be with us. And the other is that if we can find the love of the Lord, and the love of others, then we will be able to help produce hope. Because that's that's really why love is the greatest, because it produces faith and hope.
5: If you're struggling, please reach out on our website. We'd be glad to help in any way we can. Letters from Home Podcast dot com. God bless you all.
8: Smith, and I am the host of the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast, a podcast dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. You can find me at RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org. There you will find the tools that you need to pray for your children and step up your spiritual parenting. This has been a rough week for me. I can do anything for a couple of weeks, but I hit the wall at three. Then, when I heard we had at least another month of this new temporary, the verse in Proverbs thirteen twelve rang so true for me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I have never had hopeless despair crouch at the door before, but he was sitting right there waiting for me to open it and let him waltz right in. As I pressed into God and listened to his small, still voice, he began showing me how he was up to something not just in my life, but also in the lives of all of us who are following him. He reminded me that I don't want to go back to the familiar because the familiar is a trap. Familiar keeps us stuck in the same old, same old. Isn't that exactly what we want to do when we're up against a hard thing? Run back to what is familiar and feels safe. He reminded me that he is doing a new thing and to anticipate it. He is making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. However, in order to see the new, I had to forget the former. I had to stop longing for what was familiar. He's tearing down those things that keep me from growing and moving forward. Only God can move forward when it feels like everything all around us has taken a giant step backwards. And so... There is hope in the midst of turmoil and chaos. Hope for a new beginning, hope for a new tomorrow, and a new you. Are you willing to go there with me? Are you willing to see this as God putting us in the boat with Him? He's telling us that we will get to the other side, even though in the middle of the lake, it will feel like we're drowning. The bright hope of Easter is clouded by the darkness of Good Friday. Without Good Friday, there wouldn't be Easter— And without this trial, there won't be a new you and a new me. What is it God is doing in your life right now? He is revealing what is inside your heart and beckoning you to lay it at His feet so that you may be resurrected into all He created you to be. I don't want to get to the other side of this blessed pause only to miss all that God wants to do in my life in the middle of it. What about you? This will be over before we know it. Really, it will. And we have two choices in the midst of it, to press into the work God wants to do in our lives and be changed by His marvelous grace, or run to the familiar only to emerge on the other side of all of this, no more sanctified than the day we began. For most of us, this pause in the action is really a beautiful gift from God. It is a chance to pray for those on the front lines. It's an opportunity to build new and deeper relationships with our family members. It's an opportunity to leave the former things that were standing in the way of your relationship with God and develop new habits that draw you closer to Him. You see, God has given us just enough time to begin making new habits that will bring life to those around us and to ourselves on the other side of this. Let me leave you with Proverbs 13.12 from the TPT version of the Bible. Here's what it says. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. The hope is that when all of this comes to an end, life's sweetness will satisfy your
5: soul.
9: Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. Join me as we ponder life, from a biblical perspective. You can find Moments with Moni on Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts, or my blog at momentswithmoni.wixsite.com or on Facebook. Welcome to the HOPE Collaboration with the Christian Podcast Association. This original short story presentation on HOPE is brought to you by Moments with Moni. Guess what? What, Rose? What? Daddy says he is building a new home for us, and it's going to be bigger than any other place we've ever lived. Did you see him? Where is he? I want to see him. Well, no, I I haven't seen him, Lily, but he sent this letter. Oh, well, keep going. Let me know what he said. Well, of course, Dad tells us that he loves us just as much as he did before he left to prepare a new place for us and wants us to remember to love and to be kind to each other. I think Dad would be proud of us because we have been doing that, right, Rose? Yes, Lily, but I don't think he knew how difficult it would be to be kind all the time. (laughs) Anyway, let me finish. Oh, oh my. What, Rose? What's the matter? Well, maybe he did know. Dad is warning us that things may not always be easy while he's gone, but he wants us to remember the letters he wrote to us, Because there may come a time when some people will not let us keep the words he's written to us. What? Why would someone want to take dad's letters away from us, Rose? He says, little ones love each other as I love you because many who live near you or even on the other side of the world may not have heard of this kind of love. Some people are so hurt inside that they continue hurting others because it's all they know. Tell them about the place I am building. Make sure they understand that your dad is helping you live this way. I will come for you soon, your loving daddy. Oh, Rose, I miss him so much. When is he coming back? He didn't say, Lily. Let's take a break and go check on Mrs. Taylor. Knock, knock. I'll ring the doorbell. Give it a few minutes, Lily. Mrs. Taylor doesn't move as fast as you. I hear her coming. Hello, who is it? "'Hello, Mrs. Taylor. It's Lily and Rose. "'We brought you some toilet paper and left it in a bag on your porch.' "'Oh, my! It's so nice to see your smiling faces. "'How is your dad doing? Is he coming back soon?' "'Yes, Mrs. Taylor. He said he is still preparing the new place and should be returning shortly. "'Well, thank you so much for thinking of me and for the toilet paper.' Have a nice day. Oh, and we put a copy of Dad's letters in the basket for you to read. Thank you, girls. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's read the next letter from Dad. Let me remind you of a few things I have shared with you in the past. All these plans started a long time ago when no one lived on the earth yet. The garden was beautiful and the perfect spot for two people to meet. They enjoyed the garden for a short while, but because they made bad choices that affected them and the generations to come, they were sent out of the garden to now live with the consequences because they disobeyed their dad. There was now hard work and pain to deal with. And as time went on, there were more people that did ugly things. They didn't want anyone telling them what to do. But Dad sent another to help. The only hope for the world. And they killed him. But he didn't stay dead. The only hope came back to life again after three days. Oh, you know, Lily... I tried to explain this to a friend the other day, but all I could say was, I know it might sound like a sci-fi movie, but I think about it this way. Our bodies will all die one day, but the real us inside, the spirit will live on forever in one place or another. We only see the physical temporary world around us right now, but the permanent spiritual world will last forever. You did good, Rose. Is there more in the letter? Yes, again, Dad encourages us to read the letters and share them with as many people as we can. And he said, yes, by all means, invite people to come live with us in the future. Have them read any of the letters that I had Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John write down to help them understand it better. To answer your next question, I am sorry to remind you that not everyone will be allowed to live here. I will deal with the others when I come back The second time. When it's time for you to come to your new home, I will have my friend Michael play the trumpet while I call for you. I have everything you will ever need here, and you will never have to leave. I have a big dinner planned for you when you arrive with all your friends who trust in the only hope. I can't wait to see you face to face.
0: This is Tim Winders, and I'm a coach for business owners, executives, and leaders. I'm also an author, and I'm the host of the Seek Go Create podcast. You can find the Seek Go Create podcast on Apple, Spotify, and most other major platforms, or you can go directly to our website at seekgocreate.com. That's seek gocreate.com. One other interesting thing about us, my wife and I are actually nomads and we currently travel, live, and work in our 39-foot RV. You know, these are such interesting times we're in. I just wanted to take a few minutes and share a message of hope kind of in the midst of just a bunch of crazy stuff that's going on. We we discussed this some on our podcast, but in general, we're just in an unprecedented time, and as people that consider ourselves followers of Christ, we, we should be at peace and we should not have any anxiety, but I know that there are many people right now that they are just scratching their heads and just wondering what... In the world, literally, what in the world is going on? And in many ways, I've done the same thing. I just want to share just maybe a quick testimony that may give some of you hope. And then I want to wrap up if I have time and and give some encouragement and uplift you as much as I can. My wife and I, we've been in business, we've been married for over 30 years and we've been in business multiple times. We're entrepreneurs and and we've had companies and heading into the 2008 economic downturn, we had three companies that were all related to real estate that had done extremely well. And by the time 2013 had rolled along, all of those companies were gone. At one point, we even had over 15 million in real estate holdings, over 100 pieces of properties. All of those were gone. And we basically were homeless nomads. And I, and I want to let you know this, that God took care of us. He sustained us and it it did not always look like we wanted it to look. But now in looking back, it was the absolute best thing for us just to build our faith, for us to gain closer, just the two of us, and for us to draw near to our Heavenly Father. Now, again, I don't wish it upon anyone, but, but looking back on it, it was something that we needed to go through and that we needed to do. Now, what we're entering right now, I don't know what this economy is going to do. I'm a business guy, so I'm studying all this. I'm watching it for my clients, and we may be in for a very rough ride. It's very possible, but here's what we all need to know. And that is that Romans 8, 28, God will use all things for the good of his people that love him. So so the thing that we need to do, and this is where I want to encourage you, is for, for us individually, this is the time for us to draw closer to him. You know, many of our, our I guess, organizations of the world have really either closed or are gone on hiatus or been quarantined or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's no sports currently as I'm recording this. There's no movies. There's no celebrity culture. Even our universities and colleges and education have all closed down. And, you know, I could even say that maybe even the idols of the world have been shut down, even. Even, even churches, we're not even able to gather in our churches, and so really the thing that we have to do right now is to just spend quiet time and to spend that time just, uh, you know, I guess ministering to ourselves, but really ministering to the Lord and allowing the Lord to minister to us and so some of the tips i highly recommend just as i wrap up here is number one focus on yourself make sure if you need help ask for help back in 08 i didn't ask for help like i needed to if you need some help reach out to people don't get overwhelmed or discouraged this could be a time to get overwhelmed discouraged don't do that make sure you're nourishing your soul read watch listen to things that just feed your soul and really the thing that we that we need to be doing above all else during this time is focus on others. People need you right now. Text them, message them, find out what you could do to help them and just reach out to others. I believe that we will look back on this time and as followers of Christ, this was our time to shine. Just go out and shine and be a light in the world. I know you can do that.
10: Hi, this is Teresa Blaze from the Unresolved Podcast Network and the Unresolved Life Podcast. When I think about hope, you know, it's funny. I think about how God is going to make all things new. You know, right now we are in this place of lockdown and everybody's afraid and all this. But there's going to come a day when all this won't matter. There's going to come a day when he's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. There's going to come a day when we are going to see Yeshua, Jesus, our Lord, face to face. There are days I think about that because I so desperately need hope, you know, because there's so much stress around what we're doing. And it's so wonderful to consider that one day. We're going to be with our Lord for all of eternity. No more death, no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying. And we're going to be able to serve him forever and ever. That's what I think of when I think of the word hope. It's found in Yeshua. Thank you.